The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, hot queens? Did you bring the baby gherkin? <laughs> this is when I really felt like maybe we shouldn't do this podcast. Astronomical. I hate to see it. Wait. Potential. Are you drunk? So <laughs> I am so drunk right now. <laughs> Previously on Modeland. TLDR for chapter three. Tookie approaches her house. It is a beautiful house, but it's covered in duct tape, and she is nearly killed by a thing falling off of her roof. She goes inside, meets her abusive mother, who has a rough depiction of OCD, but still manages to prize her inept daughter, Miracle, and we get, like, a taste of the favoritism from their parents. Tookie then witnesses a fight between her family about, basically, the potential of her little beautiful sister walking in T-Dod, and somehow this fight is resolved when the mother is force-fed tea. And during this process, Tookie is at the faucet and out of the faucet comes one of the coveted smizes. That's it. (laughs) Oh oh my god, Clarabelle, you're here. Did you bring your gay best friend who's an accessory and just uses, you know, weird flamboyant dialogue? I actually did bring him. And (laughs) did you bring the baby gherkins? (laughs) No! Please. Oh, God. Oh, well, welcome to Celebrity Book Club. I am Ryan LaSala. And I'm Clarabelle A. Ortega, and we are two authors delving into the world of celebrity penned books. Oh, here we are once again with Model Land by Tyra Banks. So exciting. Our brains have not melted yet, but we're only on chapter four, so there is time. Mm-hmm. The title of this book is 91%. Um, The title of this chapter. Oh, yes, this chapter. (laughs) I said our brains weren't melted yet, and I lied. Chapter 4, 91% chance. As you might remember from last week, Tookie, our girl Tookie, found a smize. The physics of this are incredible. A golden bubble came out of her faucet, and the bubble sat in her hands, and then it congealed into... The the descriptions kind of vary on this, but like like a pair of, like, golden sunglasses, right? Is yeah, it it's very it's very strange because it sort of feels like that. But then in chapter four, the way that it's described, it's an eyeshadow like flourishes in strokes of taxicab Dijon baby chick and banana, which is like all yellow, right? So mm-hmm. is the eye in the on the cover a smize? That's what I was wondering. I was like, is that? But okay, so the thing is, like, it's described as all those colors, and all I don't know what an eyeshadow like flourish is. I really don't know what that could mean. But I have to imagine like something that would, you know, like it would fit into like the eyes shape. So like a glass, like a cat eye glass, right? Like that's right. kind of how mm-hmm. it's described before. 
but it's described later or before I kind of forget as as rimless, like it doesn't have any frames. So it's the glass itself. I don't know. Like it's a little bit weird, and it's also paper thin, thinner than a right. shade of paper. <laughs> yeah, it's actually thinner. Like like a like a piece of paper is like fat compared to the smiles. Like, but it's, it's also thin, heavy, very heavy, and it's like a membrane at one point as well. And it seems to hum ever so slightly. <laughs> this is like a stream of consciousness. Like Tyra like strutted into her publisher's office and she's like, mm-hmm. all right, we're going to figure out what a smize is today, ladies and gentlemen. And it yep. is... Everyone got to submit an idea. All tones of yellow. And it is thinner than a piece of paper, but it's heavy and it's humming. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> like, yeah. And, they, and like, they're all so like, no one's paying attention to the fact that like it came out of a faucet via bubble, but... You know, at this point, like, we are picking and choosing our battles, and that just apparently is not one of them. Yeah, it's whatever. The smize is whatever. All right? It's, it's like literally whatever. And, I mean, also, like, we were talking about this in the last episode, like, there's sort of, like, the chosen one trope here, and despite, like, there being sort of, like, nothing... Like, the book wants us to believe that there's nothing remarkable about Toki except, like, her ugliness, but, like, we sort of understand her to be, like, you know, breathtakingly beautiful, probably, right? And, like, right. that's what the smize is. Right. And... It comes to her. It is sort of very, uh, very clear that the smize is delivered to her. And this made me sad because she she gets it. And um, immediately her family reprimands her for like being too rough with it. And they're like, do not drop that like you clumsy bimbo. Um, You're holding our future. (laughs) And they like make her hand it over. And she sort of has this moment of like, you know, for once in my life. I uh, I had something special about me, and then she immediately has to give it away to her family. Like, she has to, like, hand it off. Um, and the attention immediately diverts from her. And that would have, it would have been such a powerful moment had we not been set up to think that Tookie could not give a flying fuck about Smizes or the Day of Discovery, which makes no sense right. to me, because as someone who is trying to stand out, despite being forgotten wouldn't she want to participate in this thing that would make her stand out more than anyone else or at least she should have had like an internal reckoning of like i thought i didn't care but like because i'm holding this in my hand i realized that i've been kidding myself this whole time yeah how rich would that have been and that there's nothing that there's nothing more than i want than this but i just never thought it could be possible for me and then her mom snatches it we should rewrite this book is what i'm trying to yes. say <laughs> no you're totally right like yeah there's like this inherent contradiction between like her reaction to this like i mean i could okay if it was written she was like kind of blown away like what are the chances but like then she had to adopt her cool attitude and be like i don't care like yeah here take it why would i want this like that would make sense with like the tookie that we know so far but right richer than that i think you're totally right there should be this like conflict between her natural kind of like atypicality and like her like renegade spirit and then like the fact that actually no you know what all she's ever wanted is to to stand out because if we truly believe and this is what i think tyra meant like she wants to you know she's a forget a gal like she's not for this one moment and enjoys it and like i don't know it's just totally unexplored but like a lot of it rests on the trope of like I'm a you know I'm the girl that no one thought was pretty until my glasses got taken off um and it's sort of like the audience's like basically their familiarity with this girl has to fill in all the work that's not being done by the text yeah exactly and I yep. just I I want some more interior work that's not like vapid I guess and like mm-hmm. about nothing mm-hmm. this was very confusing to me it like so you're right it's humming and they it then like they like lift it up and a flag pops out of it yes and every shade of yellow like flows through the kitchen and there's a mild breeze that's fluttering the flag and then 
words come out of it. Words begin to scroll through the air, is how it's described, that have to be read out loud to us by Creamy, because we can't read them for ourselves, because we're definitely not already reading a book. Right. Um, in a haughty voice, she reads it. And we also have to point out, um, very importantly, that Mrs. De La Creme places Bellissima on the kitchen counter yeah. um, before yeah. she takes a smile. So a return oh, right. of Bellissima. Yes. Yeah, one full chapter later. Right. <laughs> The smiles, like, can talk to them. Like, it's like, hello, like, de la cremes. In your tea-drenched hands, you hold the seventh and last day of discovery smiles. And I actually do like, love this moment because Mr. De la Creme is like, oh, my God, can they see us? And he immediately starts, like, trying to hide the duct tape. In yes. Them. They can't know how we live. It reminds me of that meme that's like, bitch, you live like this. Yeah. <laughs> like, disgusting house. Like, that's the smiles talking to the de la Creme. Oh, my God. That's so true. <laughs> oh, they start fighting. They start bickering during the Smize's speech. They're talking yeah. about how they're going to be rich. This is where the title of the chapter comes in. The Smize increases your discovery chances for the Day of Discovery by... It increases it to 91%. I wonder why. Do you think about that? Do you think about why 91? It's... I feel like there's no reason. I feel like there's no reason the same way that... There's no reason that they made the age 13 but not mandatory. Thirteen. It's just like non. Like, I feel like we we tr- we're trying so hard to find logic where there is none. <laughs> I know this is yeah. This is well. This is also because like I I don't put anything in a book without like really thinking about it. Even if it doesn't right. go into the text, I've thought through it, and right. especially things like this. But yeah, you're right. It's probably like I think it just <laughs> sounded good to Tyra for whatever it's campy. reason. It's math yeah, camp. not not a hundred percent. Ninety one percent. Yeah. 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 Mrs. Delacreme threatens uh, violence against uh, Mr. Delacreme and says she's going to poke his other eye out because he's busy trying to make the house not look like it's falling apart. The, the Smize literally calls it a ramshackle asylum. Oh, God. <laughs> Incredible. The Smize, like, immediately drags them. Brian. Brian. Yeah, Brian's back. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Brian's still here, like, clearly part of this, like, family ceremony. Like, something deeply intimate's happening to this family. Their fortunes are treated. It's sort of, like, it'd be like if Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, like, brought home, like, you know, his best friend who was, like, there to witness all of this, but, like, didn't actually have an active role in it. But Brian yells, we're going to be rich. <laughs> now using we to describe himself as part of this family unit. Very unclear what his relationship is, but he clearly feels like he's got some stake in the matter. Mr. De- or Mrs. Dalekram immediately shuts him down and is like, we... And then, uh, but they just move. We don't actually under, we don't really get to unpack that. I kind of worry about Brian. I'm like, does he have a family to go home to or not? He probably does. I feel like he's well fed. Thank you for putting me at ease. (laughs) Brian's fine. He has a warm bed. Um, he does not live in a tree house. The Uh Smize informs us that you should pick an outfit that matches or does not clash rather with the Smize and answers one Uh of my questions because I don't know if you remember, I think in the first episode, maybe the second, I don't remember now. I was wondering if the 90, if you find a Smize, if you are definitely chosen or if there's ever been people who do find the Smize and don't get chosen. And we figured Uh that because the percentage was so high, the chances of you not getting chosen were like pretty slim, right? But it says that the Smize says many of the left behind 9% of Smize holders during previous days of discovery devi- deviated from dashing dress design decisions. So people who did have a Smize but didn't wear the right clothes did not make it to Model Land. It is absolutely fascinating that like you can be smized and still be excluded from this because and I actually think that this sort of injects some like much needed 
tension and stakes into what feels like so far sort of like kind of a predictable story, right? Like we know Toki's going to get chosen somehow, right? right? Like that's right. somehow going to happen. But like what she has not had so far is agency and suddenly like the decision to like wear something or not wear something. And like that choice gives her the means to, to a certain extent, like control the story that she's being navigated through. Even if we understand that like she's part of a plot and she's the main character. So she's got to sort of end up where we know she's going to end up. But like now there's an actual risk and now there's like an actual like choice that has to be made um, that can show like activity on, on her part. I also do like the idea that like someone could so poorly match this like completely <laughs> yellow artifact that like right. they get like looked over like that to me is truly a wonderful risk in this world at least it's amazing and i feel like there's nothing truly that you can do to not get i feel like the, it's probably like so super arbitrary like you're wearing like black and smiles the whoever the judges are like no <laughs> yeah, yeah, brown smiles i know and i'm like who's the judge and also like if it's the day discovery like you would be discovered if you wore something like but ugly anyhow like that's what i would have thought like stand out at all costs because that's what discovery you know costs a person typically but apparently like actual sensibilities when it comes to fashion rigor definitely comes into play during the t-dog and i i don't know if this is what i was supposed to take away from this but what's your face miracle they they already assume they assume that miracle will be the one wearing it mm-hmm. she goes she goes and puts on like a flamenco dress immediately oh my god and my i read that as in like it's like a bright red dress and even i was like oh like red with like yellow like i don't know about this i think that's like the whole point is that she has bad taste and wants mm-hmm. to like dance and be like flamingo well also like a flamingo dancer they like cannot pronounce flamingo or flamenco for the word for the life of them and i think it's supposed to insinuate that like if left to her own devices she would have chosen wrong yes absolutely because she's an idiot she's as dumb as a turkey as we remember (laughs) yeah as we remember right the last of the air message it says i guess the message Mm -hmm. that is appearing before them is may your clothes click your hair shimmer your face glimmer and your stride glide bon chance of course, there has to be a fucking rhyme because they want to drive me crazy. Oh my god, wait, that's actually not the end because then there's a bunch of rules right, that come out. Right, right. Yes. <laughs> the, yeah. So it's a is... lie. It says, it says the end, but it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not. The rules. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this because... Oh, actually, wait. So they're saying that this appeared in the air, these words, and these words, for whatever reason, scroll... Mm. I guess in fine print. These are some fine print. Yeah. So the fine print still floating in the air. Okay. This confused me. So it says now for the rules, the wearer of the smiles must only wear it on the day of discovery. Um, in like in the square, uh, it must only be worn by a female. So that really made me bristle, but, uh, there's so much to unpack with that, that I feel like we have to do that, but do not inform the, uh, inform others that you possess a smize. Although the smize comes from water, do not get it wet. So first and foremost, we just watched a news broadcast and with right, someone right. bragging on like national television about having one. So I wonder if we're going to see any repercussions befall that like wretched little like wet lady from Pitter Patter. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're not, but that would make sense. I would actually love to see someone break the rules and like get caught because that would be kind of, it would put more rigor to the actual rules themselves. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they're completely dismissible. And then the fact that you can't get it wet just feels like such an arbitrary detail to yes, include. Yes, that's I, like I every detail. <laughs> Right, but, like, this specifically said that as, like, something that's, like, who cares? Like, first of all, the other one was found in, like, a pool, and the person who had it was described as being extremely wet, like... All of it is found in water of some sort. All of it. Yeah. Uh, 
I hate, I hate it here. Um, <laughs> so the violations of the rules are very serious. Serious side effects. Yes. You can have face aches, nausea, vomiting, blurry vision. This I hate. Visions this is of fashion police brutality. No Tyra Banks. No. You did not. Yeah, this, this is not camp. That's not camp. That's like, not that, camp. That's, that's just all. That's just horrible. I, it is hard to even approach talking about that because it's like, what? What must you be thinking to take police brutality and, like, combine it with, like, the, you know, the usual sort of, like, tongue-in-cheek description of, like, the fashion police coming to get people. But, like, the idea of, like, fashion police brutality, like, I don't know, it makes me even almost, like, kind of, like, breathless to even delve into that. But We're not here gonna, it is. Let's, it's yeah, not, like, a one-off. Yeah. It's, yeah. like, it's so weird. It's so weird. Um, and some other brutality. Designer knockoffs knocking you upside the head. Stinging bees in your hair bonnet. And what's the last one? Biting wolves in cheap clothing. What does that mean? Biting I, wolves? In, are you biting wolves that are wearing cheap clothing? I guess. Are, I, are I, they biting wolves that are wearing cheap clothing? I don't know. I have this is no probably idea. the most confusing paragraph so far. <laughs> that I've sort of encountered <laughs> in model lamp. And like, that is a feat. That is truly saying something. I feel like I was delivered more like perplexing like things in this paragraph than anything else. And there's no, like, no one unpacks it. We just actually move right along. Where is the flag coming out of for these glasses? I'm still stuck on that. Like, how, like, why I the flag? I can't picture it. I can't picture what this thing is supposed to look like. I'm holding sunglasses right now. I actually had these next to me when I was reading. And I was just, like, looking at them being like, if you were a smize, like, how, like, how would this work? And it's, it is weird because the more that they describe it, the less I can picture it. Right. I think that the, I think that the description of the smize is, like, a perfect analogy for, like, everything else in this book, which is, like, it's <laughs> overly explained and it still does not make any sense. Like, you still yeah. can't picture it and you still don't know what it means. Um, right. And I think right. part of the reason why is because there's so much time spent on this, like, really pointless minutiae when mm-hmm. you should be explaining like the why of it and not like describing like what things look like like down to like every last little inch um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah it's like a monet painting that like it just drags you closer and closer and like the closer you are the less it makes sense yes um so we find out that like Miracle has basically been training for this her whole life. She has like life. um training schedule, um walking, walk- posing, facial expressions, pouting, pouting phonics classes, which she definitely failed because she can't <laughs> yes! say DNA. Um yeah. trophies from her dance competitions. You know what's interesting also? I feel like when mm-hmm. we first met uh, Tookie's classmates and they were talking about like I hope face tattoos are in like all these things you would think something like dance would be like an asset right like because she has coordination and she has rhythm and like you need all of those kinds of things to be able to walk well also because you're usually walking to music um, but it just seems like this very throwaway thing to creamy in particular but then she has trophies so she's competed in dance competitions none of nothing makes sense (laughs) nothing makes sense like clearly like yeah like creamy hates it but somehow her daughter is like in consistent enough practice and like meets to like award trophies what i think what okay what i think is going on is that like the father is really supportive of it Mm. but the mother is not but we don't really get a sense of that i i do think that's kind of the point though is that like the, there's like this tension between like the father's like performative side 
and the mother's ne- never liked it because she thought it like was like unsightly, maybe. I don't know. She, she appears to be disgusted by all things having to do with like dance movement and like acrobatics. It's a very funny pet peeve of hers. I mean, she's got a lot of things going on. Um, so, then, going on. <laughs> so then after the description of sort of Miracle's life of training for this moment, we get Tookie's first coherent thought, which yes. she says that despite uh, Miracle having trained for this her whole life, the the moment that just happened snuck up on her. So it says, with the Smize's help, Miracle was almost sure to go to Modeland, that misty, spooky, mysterious place atop the mountain. What actually happened there? And I love that because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, like she has curiosity. Like she's thinking of her sister, right? Like she's thinking that her sister's going to this place, but what actually happens in this place? Um, and I feel like that was the first moment where, like, the book showed promise to me in yes. any form. Yeah, it's the first time that we sort of, like, like it's the first time that we sort of panned out from, like, basically Tyra, like, being, like, having fun with herself and being like, I'm so kooky to, like, an actual plot, right? Like, right. like suddenly we are, like, there's, like, an intrigue to this that was totally lacking beforehand. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting to me that, like, what fascinates me is, like, you know, what actually happened there? Like, right, like, where where these people go, they're sort of, like, shut up often, like, suddenly there are, like, personal stakes, like, Tookie, aka, like, Katniss, is, like, looking at her, like, little sister who's about to be, like, dragged off to this place, and is, like, really for the first time has to consider, like, what this means for, like, her family. Right. Um, it is amazing that we have <laughs> no idea what happens there, and we're so far into a book called Model Land, but, I mean, whatever, but I agree, it's sort of the first, like, moment of, like, true like it's like that first like note of intrigue we don't even know what we what everyone thinks happens there right because all we know is that you come out of it being an intoxabella or right or is it a seven i can't keep it straight you come out you come out being a seven like basically seven girls graduate i think from like i think of it as like a preparatory school for being an intoxabella but again like the fact that we don't know or like basically Okay, listeners, what Clarabelle's saying is a very valid point of, like, not even the characters of this world really even sort of understand, like, their governing body. Right. Despite everyone coveting so, like, ferociously. And that is a weird inconsistency. It is so super weird. So, so Tookie's wondering. And I like that. And I like that. I do too. I I wish that they had played it more, like, everybody's so excited about this thing and nobody even knows what it is. And, like, that is what makes Tookie indifferent about it, right? Like, that's what makes her annoyed by everybody's willingness to participate in this thing which also feels like so teenager to me like this is a stupid tradition um which is a a line from pretty in pink um um great movie where she's talking about prom as you know and she says part of me wants to go but part of me just feels like it's a stupid tradition and then our queen iona says well you could say life itself is a stupid tradition don't think about it just go bless uh- <laughs> yeah you're so right and like yeah okay like it took as like a narrator like i would feel more comfortable with her if she was like how come we as a society aren't like questioning like basically this like hold that these like beautiful people have on us and like pointing out the fact that like you know everyone's sort of like blind to the fact that they know nothing about what happens to these girls like something sinister is happening like actual doubt there mm-hmm. we don't actually have any doubt she just like clearly just like doesn't care and this is the first time that we see her, like, care, even though her care takes the form of, like, speculation. Um, I would be more comfortable if there was, like, actual derision there, because I would sort of, like, underscore kind of the conflict she feels about actually wanting it for herself. But we don't get any of that depth. We're totally spared any sort of, like, potential development on, like, Tookie's part. It's all pure, like, naivety. 
I right, think. right. And she just, it's, I think part of it is she just doesn't have a personality. Like, like there's nothing really about Chucky, like, except for mm-hmm. her being a forget a girl, which I feel like that's the most accurate description of her. Um, yeah. Miracle, she's... like, just, like, accuses her of being jealous. And I guess, like, I, I, I don't really love, like, the whole like jealousy plot between like female characters i feel like it's played so often and it reduces what i think are very complex dynamics between friends to purely jealousy where (laughs) what we know to be true is that actually it's like latent lesbianism (laughs) for a lot of like girls of our generation it's like i wasn't jealous of her i just wanted to kiss her um and you know obviously very relatable right like not always the case but um jealousy to me is a cop-out i have to sort of remind myself that this is in like 2013 and it's written by a supermodel but even then like we were getting like really sort of like nuanced depictions of like female relationships and this sort of i don't know i i my i bristle when i see like jealousy as like a motivator for things because i never feel like it's just that right and like i feel like it's a missed opportunity to give miracle more depth because she clearly loves to dance right and like i feel like if they would have played this more as like the sisters actually love each other despite this toxic household that they live in and they only have one another and miracle actually despite being like the chosen one to her parents all she really wants to do is dance and Chucky supports her sister, but her parents are like you're just jealous of her and miracles and Chucky's like i'm not i just want my sister to be happy you know yeah. i think it was a really missed opportunity to sort of give miracle more of a personality as opposed to like obnoxious brat like bratty yeah bratty little kid sister right which yeah i'm waiting for her to sort of break out of that and i'm wondering if she ever will but i i don't sense a ton of potential for her she's been very one note so i feel like I once we'll... tookie takes off to model land we'll never see her parents or um her sister again they're but... they're gonna come back on like page you know second to the last basically and be like we're proud of you and intimidated by you and maybe we'll teach you we you know wrong. we'll treat you with some respect yeah we were wrong right they're gonna reconcile a little bit but it's gonna be like spiteful so we find out that the parents want Tookie to come with them to t-dot and um Tookie sort of has like a moment of like oh my god almost and then we find out that they just want her for her baby fingers <laughs> this is this is oh god yeah. It's like, I can't. can we have one chapter where we're not talking about baby fingers? Like, please. Oh, you know my, is it gherkins or jerkins? I don't know. You know my pickles call me down when I'm nervous. This is like an actual line in this book. Like, her mom needs her to come so that she can fish pickles out of a jar. I hate it so much. I, it's so bad. Oh. And it's like, you know what? But it's bad in an effective way. Like, this is, to me, like, the only detail about, like, Creamy that I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this person's, like, wretched and interesting. What about Bellissima? Oh, cl- she's clearly got baby fingers because she's a baby doll. Why can't she do this? <laughs> I love Bellissima. I'm like, yeah, Stan Bellissima. This is a, this is a Bellissima stand account from now on. <laughs> I'm a Barb, but in this case, Barb is for Bellissima. <laughs> God, yeah, they like, and Tookie's like, oh, I'm so sad. I thought that they wanted me to walk in T Dot, and it's like, again, there's, a, oh, there's a great opportunity for her to be like, ah, oh, for a second, like, right. I caught myself getting excited about wanting what every girl wants, mm-hmm. and I hate myself for that want, but I cannot help it. 
because I'm, you know, it's ingrained in me. But we, we actually don't dig into it at all. We spend more time talking about, like, literally, like, fucking pickles and, like, baby fingers than we do unpacking, like, Toki's, like, adolescent girlness. Ugh, drives yeah. me crazy. We also have some talk of um, periods, which I actually really like and wanted to oh. applaud um, Tyra for because I feel like more um, kid-lit books should talk about periods just um, really naturally it's not a big deal it shouldn't be a big deal the big gross out moment yeah i don't love that like miracle makes fun of tookie for not getting her period yet but beggars can't be choosers at this point (laughs) we find out that her the dress that miracle thinks is perfect is this like fuchsia flamenco style costume and Mm -hmm. instead of letting her use it um mrs delacrem says that tookie is gonna get it so another hand me up Mm how how what like (laughs) <laughs> we know that the the clothes fit her tight because her her clothing in chapter one was like sticking to her or whatever. But like yep. the difference between like is Tookie sixteen or seventeen? I don't remember what age or fifty. She's fifteen, right? There's 15, two yeah. two years difference, and she's six feet tall. So... I think like I took it away as in, like she it's ill fitting, but basically the family spends all of their resources on miracle, and Tookie just like gets the leftovers, and like this is also part of why she's. So, like, bedraggled all the time because, like, none of her clothing fits because even though she's the older sister, she's getting things second, I I guess. I hate to see it. I hate to see it. (laughs) Oh, she does get the dress. Um, They're like, this dress is hideous. Give it to to Toki. Um, And, oh, God, what happens next? Um, Um, She she (laughs) just... dejectedly walks from the room sadly oh yeah and oh we find out that they're going to ladorno tomorrow right um mm-hmm. to find a dress for miracle and Tuki is invited and she's like me i'm invited too little um, Tuki, little me um and she says my decision is final because mm. Tuki's like why do i have to go um this is a great line so she says one of you will be trying on lots of dresses and the other will be busy picking them up. Incredible. Oh, God, so, what a sizzle. So, so Tookie's just there to be her sister's, like, personal shopper, basically, which... Yeah, like, not even. Like, she's, like, literally there to be the salesperson at the store. Yeah. Like, this is, like when, like, rich people are, like, they, like, drop things and they're like, well, it's someone's job to pick it up and I'm keeping people employed by, like, making a mess. Like, it's, like, that attitude, but, like, towards your own daughter of, like, well, this is why we had you, honey, so that you could pick up after your beautiful idiot sister. Like, that's all. It's Ugh. so vicious. It's so... Deeply it's, vicious. It's horrible. Um, So, basically, Tookie, um, at the end of the chapter, says she realizes she had forgotten to tell her mom about the roof slate that nearly killed her. And she's mm. sad about it because she says forget a girl had actually forgotten about her own forgettable self. <sighs> oh. Oh. Help wow. me, Jesus. Oh, incredible. Yeah, deeply sad. And I can see, like, <laughs> I wish that there had been... Okay, hear me out on this. Mm-hmm. All right, are you ready to hear me out? Mm-hmm. Um, I understand... I don't even know if I understand. I like the idea of uh, Tookie feels like she's a forget a gal and learns how to self-advocate because she's sick of being like walked all over and she has needs and basically discovers that like 
her her life is worth you know telling people about and sort of cluing people in on and doesn't self limit people's uh, involvement on her life in the way that like you know Lizzie's included and cares about her and they have this like great rich friendship but like no one else does and I would really love like for this to be a moment where like instead of like a calamity befalling Tookie like this like slate falling off the roof if instead like she wanted to tell her mom like oh like a boy talked to me today like remember like Theo mm-hmm. and like the pin? like mm-hmm. something about that like something actually important to her uh i think there's like a great moment there to be like oh like i actually forgot to like self-advocate because i think that's what she's trying to get at tyra's trying to get at but unfortunately like the the gimmick of like basically slapstick violence like almost happening like for me is not it doesn't at all hook into like like tookie's narrative or like you know uh an actual like moment of development for it's just something that happened to her like as as minor as like i tripped up the stairs and like why would you tell your mom about that like not important but something about actual life and having right. her mom like look it over like that would be a great moment or even that lizzie came back right that she found lizzie or even the gossip right. about like maybe she would be like oh my mom would want to know that um why do i keep forgetting this girl's name um zarpeza my mom would want to know that zarpeza is actually poor right like right. i know it's wrong but like it would it would maybe make her pay attention to me if i use this bit of gossip right, right. um right. so much she could have said so much more than uh, the roof slate tried like the shingle on the roof like fell and almost killed me like right right like i get what that's there for because it's like she forgot about herself and that's sad but like i don't know that detail was thrown in there specifically for the sign like i can see why that detail was added it was only added so that tyra could sort of like pull out this like aren't we so sad and pitying about our friend tookie who can't even you know do this for herself mm-hmm. but like there's already all these other things that have like all all these other horrible things that have happened to her and like beautiful things that have happened to her like in her mind like the talking to and like her boy her friend came home all of those would have been sort of better things if i feel like tyra had a good grasp of what she was trying to say with this yep i absolutely 100 percent agree with you that was and i didn't even think of it that way to be quite honest with you but that first uh, detail was definitely included just for the end just for mind this. um yeah. Oh, missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. We should be in Toxabellas. We should. I feel like we already are, to be quite (laughs) honest with you. We don't need to go to Model Land for that. I absolutely would love to go to Model Land. Did I tell you that I was looking online and there was like a Model Land website and like a theme park? Like that's like an experience. Uh I very badly want to go to there. If it if it happens, we have to go. Like, now we have <laughs> to go. We're going to know every obscure reference in that park. We're going to be the yeah. only people there that read this book cover to cover this way. <laughs> I guarantee no one has talked about this book as much as we have, and we're on page 52. Like, I... <laughs> which I, like, adore and appreciate, but I, I do think that, like, we are established as, like, the world experts on this text, and I can't think of any better use of my time. Yeah, I really am having a fun time. Like, when we do this, I really do forget that the world is on fire. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is like the panacea that, like, I didn't know that I needed, but, like, keeps me going and keeps me fueled. And I know for, like, this is, like, for, for as much as we're, like, shitting on this book, and I wouldn't actually say that we are. Like, we are actually taking our time to kind of, like, pick apart things that I think are worth picking apart for, like, writers and readers and just people who are entertained by this alike. But, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like this is, like, a... Like, I, it's, like, a fun thing to really, like, sit here and, like, analyze something. I feel like a lot of my, like, best conversations with people like, take place after watching, like, a Bananas movie and, like, mm-hmm. really taking it seriously and, like, basically talking about it on its own terms. 
And I don't know, like, I, I live for this stuff. It's so fun. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you. And I think that it's also like a really good study in in what not to do in certain instances and like how good intentions when it comes to certain tropes or ideas can like quickly swerve to in the wrong direction. Um, so, so every book that you read and sort of like analyze and break down is a learning experience. And Tyra does do some good stuff in this book. It's not all bad, but it's mostly bad. <laughs> it's mostly bad, but it is, it is entertaining. It is yes, entertaining. It is. And that is... I think- that is her main yeah, yeah she she said in the video that i watched she said she wants people to be entertained um more so than anything else and she achieved that so what do we know <laughs> not much not enough and that's why i can't wait to keep going do you want to give us our our uh, tldr absolutely. for chapter four Absolutely. So chapter four, Tookie Smize is given to Miracle and we found out the rules from the talking Smize. Uh, Tookie gets a hand me up flamenco dress, which is hideous and fuchsia colored. Bellissima gets placed on the counter and we find out we're going shopping for a dress to Ladorno. Um, Tookie's also going to Tita to use her baby fingers. And at the end, she is still a forget a girl. <laughs> She's going to Talk to you. Baby fingers. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, <God. laughs> oh my God. My neighbors are going to call the police. Are <laughs> screaming? Oh, the jerkins. <laughs> Jesus is Christ. It, okay. Is it jerkin or gherkin? I've been saying gherkin this whole time. I don't time. know. We're gonna, it might be gherkin. I don't just. Geez, oh, at this point, nothing feels real. So nothing. It doesn't matter. Let's see. I'll Google it later. It's oh, it's you... it's it's gherkin. <laughs> gherkin. Yes. Gherkin, gherkin. Oh my god. Okay, we we have to do our rose before. <laughs> so this this chapter was four pages long. It's so and short. I feel like I've been here for two years. Um. Yeah, we talked about it for like almost forty minutes. So um, let's oh, see. Um, I was like, oh, this this episode's gonna be so short. I was wrong. <laughs> I'm going to say my favorite part of this book was the moment where um, Tookie had a coherent thought about, like, what actually happens in Model Land. Like, hey, my baby sister is going to be going to this place and I and I don't know what happens there. And she was almost worried. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I, I really like that. I like that it showed like that she had like human thoughts in her head. And yep. that she wasn't only thinking about her herself, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm mm-hmm. going to say my thorn for this chapter was, like, all the unnecessary details again. They're, like, really bogged down. Um, and also um, the descriptions of, like, what the side effects are uh, from the smize were not great. Um, some yeah. of them were not great. Um, so just, like, the just like the excess of description. Um, in place of plot and characterization. <laughs> I, okay, so you took the words right out of my mouth. Like, those, that's my exact same rose and thorn yeah. is, the, mm-hmm. is the moment of clarity. Because for this, for a moment, I feel like I get, like, a glimpse of, like, an actual, like, main character and, like, the, the thoughts that they might have. And, yeah, the, the, gosh, this, the, the self, like self-obsessed nature of a lot of these descriptions about like just it's just it's like an onslaught of them and then if you even take the time to like even consider some of them some of them are like 
funny, but most of them are like outright bad. And uh, and especially like the fashion police brutality moment, like that to me is just a huge red arrow. Yeah, uh, that's really that. that's not okay. Um, not okay at all. That would be cancelable offense <laughs> today. Cancelable. Um, <laughs> Oh, um, yeah, that was rough. That was real rough. But also, like, it's that, that's rough. But even like, okay, even if you took that out, I think your point stands of like, it's just this long winded, like, I'm so kooky and crazy. And it's not I don't know, it doesn't feel cute in a in a book like this. It's not cute so far. Yeah, no, it, it it's not. I think that there wasn't. Like I said, it, a lot of it feels like a stream of consciousness type of writing yeah. where you just like say whatever and you're like riffing, but there's no like thought behind it really like whatever sounds like sassy to me i'm gonna write it down <laughs> <laughs> that sounds sassy let's go for it let's since you said it. my rose i think i'm gonna switch my rose to the fact that like periods are mentioned in the yes. book for adolescent girls i think that's actually love a great it. thing yes so i'm gonna i'm gonna applaud you. tyra on that yes i love that too we need more of that in kidlet so that mm-hmm. um Anyone who gets a period does not feel ashamed of it because it's nothing to be ashamed of. And also, of. like, the fact that, like, Tookie's is late compared to um, her, like, little sisters and that there's, like, a power dynamic. I don't like the the mockingness of that, but I do understand that, like, that's a thing that is discussed and people do, like, have conversations about and feelings about, too. Right. So, I don't know. Maybe that's, like, an element of realism that, like, we just didn't see coming. Yeah, absolutely. This book has a lot of stuff we didn't see coming. And I suspect <laughs> that that's not going to change. Um, but thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Celebrity Book Club. If you thank want you. to find us online, you can follow us on Twitter at CelebBKClub and on Instagram at Celebrity underscore club and we love emails so if you want to email us anything like sponsorships you can email us at celebbookclub at gmail.com Woo! if you want to uh follow either of us um my stuff is uh, i'm on twitter at reality r-y-a-l-i-t-y i'm on instagram at r-y underscore l-a underscore s-a and my website is ryanlasala.com and I'm on both Instagram and Twitter at Clarabel underscore Ortega. And my website is ClarabelOrtega.com. See you next week, hot queens. Hot queens. Okay, we have to say it separately because it's... <laughs> That sounded right to me. It sounded... It, it was not. It was not. See you next week, hot queens. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.